Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. To become a member, visit support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. It's Thursday, and that means we open the door and enter the Inner Sanctum. We're back in 1946 this week, and this episode originally aired on November 4th, and it's called Death's Old Sweet Song. Inner Sanctum Mysteries, brought to you by Bromo Seltzer. This is your host to welcome you in through the creaking door. Now, come in, come in. Don't be shy. Just put your best foot forward and be sure nobody bites you. <laughs> After all, as one werewolf said to the other, we'll have a howling good time. The trick is to keep your spirits up. Or maybe in the inner sanctum to keep them down. <laughs> Tonight's Inner Sanctum Mystery, Death's Old Sweet Song, is an original radio drama written by Lou Vittis and stars Mercedes McCambridge in the role of Peg and is presented by the Emerson Drug Company of Baltimore, Maryland, whose registered pharmacists compound that speedy, refreshing headache help in the familiar blue bottle, Bromo Seltzer.
And now for our little life of life. Nothing fancy, just a couple of murders and a few pints of blood. <laughs> it's an old house on a side street. All the rooms are dark except one where an old man sits writing. Here I am, an old man in a dark house. An old man almost ready to die. Not yet. Not yet. I'm safe. Outside in the street, an organ is playing. Love's old sweet song. The windows are shuttered and locked. The door is heavy and bolted from the inside. I'm safe. There are three of them who want my money. They're young. I'm old. They want me to die. They cannot wait, they think. But I'm clever. And they will have to wait. They... You. Don't come closer. Don't. What are you going to do? That poker, no. I'm, I'm very old. I shall die very soon anyway. Put that poker down. I don't want to die this way. I don't want to... doing with that poker? Poker? In your hand. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how I got there. Where is Mr. Peter? I thought... Get out of the way, Peg. Good Lord. I didn't do it, Mrs. Sorensen. I found him like that. Honestly, I did. You killed him. No. The poker was still in your hand. That's his blood on the poker that you were holding in your hand. I didn't kill him. Couldn't you have waited for his money? He was the kindest man I am. I was only his housekeeper, but couldn't you have waited? Please believe me. I loved Uncle Pete. I'd never... You did it. I saw you. You killed him. Killed Don't him. Don't look at me like that. Go away. I could take that soft throat of yours and leave no, Please. Oh, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. She ran away, Peter. She may run, but your blood is on her hands, Peter. She'll come back. And when she does, we'll wait for her, won't we, Peter? We'll both wait for her. Yes, ma'am? The the phone, please. Phone booth over at the other end. Oh, thanks. 
where Simon Prentice lives, isn't it? Are you going visiting at this hour? Yes, I, I'm his cousin. At two o'clock in the morning. I am his cousin. Now, will you please announce me? I could lose my job. Mr. Prentice is a very irritable man. I've got to see him. Simon won't mind if I do... Simon? Well, all right. His apartment is 6C. The elevator is over there. Thank you. Simon, you've got to be in. Simon? Door. Open. I'd better go. Simon? The living room, maybe. Oh, Simon, you're here. I thought you... Why didn't you answer the door? My dear, if... If I got out of this chair, I'd be dead before I walked two steps. Simon... What's the matter? Matter is a thin knife between my ribs. Oh, I... Don't touch it. But I have... Take it out and my life will pour out after it. Oh, Simon, we've got to do something. Yes, I have to die. And you... A doctor. It's too late. Simon, what are you saying? Try to tell me. Street, street organ man. He, he's the one. He's Simon. Simon. Listening to Inner Sanctum, brought to you by Bromo Seltzer. Misery likes company. I don't know who first said it, but I wonder if he was a Bromo Seltzer user. He or she might have been thinking of how the misery of a headache may be found in the company of a stomach upset and a case of jangled nerves. Now, I'll just bet the person who thought out that phrase was a Bromo Seltzer user, Mr. Weiss. Gee, he must have known about Bromo Seltzer being the answer to the triple trouble of a headache. I think so, too, Ellen. 
You see, friends, a refreshing glass of speedy bromo seltzer helps relieve not only your headache itself, but the sick stomach and jittery nerves that may accompany an ordinary headache. That's the triple trouble bromo seltzer is so good for. Isn't this how the little rhyme about it goes, Mr. Weiss? Fight headache grief with three-way relief. Now, let's see. Where were we the last time Peg screamed? Oh, yes, up in Simon Prentice's apartment, discovering that Simon would never renew his lease. You see, he'd shortly be moving into a rather smaller place. Approximately six feet long. Somebody had cut his requirements down with a long, thin knife in the back. And Peg, staring at his corpse, heard... Whereupon, being rather an active girl on this particular night, she grabbed the nearest exit and started down the street. But a cop at the corner suggested a detour into a handy lunchroom. What'd that be, sister? Oh, could I have a sandwich? And a uh, coffee, please. What kind of sandwich? Any kind. I mean, a... How about turkey? Yes, yes, of course. Good. Want to hunk off this end? Yes, please. Yeah, coming up. Thank you. Ah, there you are. Now, get your coffee. Thank you. Yes, sir. Slim's alive, pounding those ivories. Just one moment. We've got a special police flash here. Hey, Miss Margaret Flanders is wanted by the police. Oh, no. Your coffee, Questioning in connection with the murder of Simon Prentice, whose body was discovered shortly after midnight at 49 Oak Grove Avenue. Yeah, you know, that's right the near here. Yes. Is it? Miss Flanders is 23, chestnut hair, hazel eyes, about 5 foot 3. Hey, sounds like a good-looking babe. It could almost be a description of you, sister. When last seen, she was wearing a tailored gray suit and gray hat. <laughs> ain't that funny you wearing a gray suit, ain't you? Look, I just remembered. I have to go. Right now. Here. Hey. Hey, miss, she ain't it. She was carrying a large leather handbag, black with a gold clasp. Hey, that's the kind of bag that babe... Anyone seeing a woman... Boy, wouldn't that be a joke on me if that was a babe the cops was after and I was too dumb to recognize her, huh? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I was too dumb. Where's that phone? I didn't think you'd be here. I knew you'd come back. I've got to rest. I've got to sleep. Please, Mrs. Sorensen. You've come back because his blood called you back. No. Then why are you here? The police are after me. There are police here. But at the front. I sneaked in through the back door, the one that no one knows about, the one we used as children. The Alababa door, we called it. Huh. And it isn't only the police. No. No. The murderer is after me, too. I know it. Who is? I don't know his name. I don't even know what he looks like, but... This doesn't sound very convincing. It does. He killed Cousin Simon, too. Did he? 
Now, won't you let me sleep here without telling anybody? Come. Oh, thank you. I'll be so grateful. Be still. Come with me. We'll go here. Oh, but this is... This is the room. Get here. Uh, all right. It's so dark. The dead need no light. Uh, you mean... Come here. No. Come here. All right. They left him here for the night. They covered him so that his wounds wouldn't shriek aloud. What are you going to... Oh, no, don't. You've seen him before. Don't. There. You can see him better now. His... His face, I can't. You must. Don't let go of my arm. Don't, you're hurting me. Look at him. I... I am. Anymore. I loved him too, Mrs. You wanted a place to rest? To sleep tonight? Yes, I did. I do. All right, you have one. Here? In this room? In this room. With him? He'll not molest you. No, I couldn't. You must. No, I'm going. Let me go. No, I can't stay here. I'm stronger than you. Shall I hit you again? You stay here tonight. When I was a child, my mother told me of a way they caught murderers years ago in the old country. They locked them in a room with the corpse of the one they had killed. Oh, no. And they left them there for 12 hours. And they opened the room and went inside and looked at the corpse. Well, that's just an old wives' tale. And if the wounds of the corpse had bled... And the person in the room was guilty and had to die. Oh, but you can't believe that. You're young. You're pretty. A jury might let you off with a few years in prison. I was sure you had murdered Mr. Peter. I'd strangle you myself. But I'm not sure. Not entirely. So I have to be sure. No, you can't tell that way. I believe in the old thing. I shall be able to tell Good night. No, you mustn't lock me in. I shall. And while you're with him, this place. Pray. Pray that that tired will not begin to flow again. This is Ireland. This is Something. 
door. What? What are you doing? Why are you lying there? Why are you like? Wet. Your body's wet. I'm afraid I'm going crazy. I'm at home. Oh, please come over, John. Yes, there are police, but I use the back door, the Alababa door. I... Mrs. Sorensen. Oh, no, John. She won't do anything. She's dead. Johnny caught up with me, but I broke the lamp over his head. Good heavens, you may have killed him. Uh, uh, alive. John, take me away from here. No, if he's the killer. John, I can't stay here any longer. Please take me away. Please take me away. All right, darling, all right. And better straighten your things. Those look like they've been slept in. They were. Never mind that. Just take now, me come away. On, come on. Oh, and John, the back way. I don't want the police. Well, all right. Sneak out, but you can't go on hiding forever. I know, I know that, John, but I've got to rest for a little while. I've got to rest. Then you can take me to the police. I'll tell them everything. But first, John, I've got to rest. Rest. Yes, Peg. Oh, I've been sleeping. It was wonderful. It was so wonderful. Good. Where are we? Out in the country. Thought it safer for you until you decide what to do. It's pretty hot. It's almost night. 
Make love for a long time, didn't I? No, I didn't want to disturb you. You needed the rest. Oh. Better, better pull off the highway. Now, Peg, you'll have to give yourself up to the police. But will they believe me? Well, of course they will. Well, I'm not so sure. I found Uncle Pete's body. I was with Simon when he died. They'll say I have a motive. I inherit a third of Uncle Pete's money. Well, for that matter, so do I. Motive isn't everything. Now, listen, Peg, however tough the case may look, you'll have to go back and face the music. Which reminds me... We know who killed Uncle Pete and Simon. I guess we do, but... You and I can both describe him. We saw him back at the house. Now, once you give the police that lead, our murderous friend will stop killing people to the tune of Love's Old Sweet Song. Oh. What's the matter, Peg? How did you... How did you know he played that song? <laughs> For heaven's sake, Peg, stop being so imaginative. You don't think I'm the organ grinder, do you? I know you're not. Well, then. then the organ grinder wasn't the murderer. You were. You're a fool, Peg. You could have kept your mouth shut. John! A jury might have given you life with the evidence I built up against you. That would have been all right with me. Your inheritance would have been voided, and I'd have got it all as I planned, and I still will get the money. If I put the book in your hand when you fainted, I killed that snoopy housekeeper, but... I'm not the jury. Oh, John! Let's not be sentimental, since you know I dispose of dear Uncle Pete and dear Cousin Simon. Not to mention Mr. Sorensen. What else can I do? Oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, but I would. No one knows I picked you up at the house. As you remember, not only did we both sneak out the back way, the Alabama way, but I sneaked in the back way. No, no, I need the money, my dear. No, get... Hands off my throat, John! You're hurting me. I wish you wouldn't struggle. It only makes it longer, more painful. Better, better. I need only a few more. Lucky Peg, who gets all the money? Who did? Oh, the organ grinder. I have to shoot. Are you all right, Miss Flanders? Yes. My throat hurts. You are the organ grinder. Well, in a manner of speaking, actually, I'm a detective. I was hired because your uncle was afraid he might be murdered, as he was. He hired me too late. John already had laid his plans and was putting them into operation before I barely got the cover. And I... I didn't help, did I? Well, for a while back there, when you caught me with that lamp, but it worked out all right. We needed the proof against John, and, well, we got it. So all the time I was trying to run away from you, I was really running towards death. You could say it that way. Death, alias Cousin John. Not an alias for him. Not anymore. Cousin John certainly was a card, wasn't he? Well, at least he had a very good poker hand. As Uncle P. Which reminds me, there's a question I want to ask Cousin John before they 
deposit him in that safest of all safe deposit vault, the cemetery. Oh, the question? Well, if you remember, Uncle Pete was in a room whose windows were locked and shuttered and whose door was high. How did Cousin John get in? Oh, sure. I can think of a few explanations. There was a secret passageway, or John was already hiding in the room when Uncle Pete locked himself in, but just suppose the answer might be Cousin John just walked through the door. Did you ever hear anyone say this? I'd give a million dollars if I could do something about this headache. Maybe you've said it yourself. Well, next time you're thinking of mortgaging the family heirlooms in the hope of easing an ordinary headache, remember there's an economical way to get headache relief. You see, here's the reason, or I should say the reason, Bromo Seltzer is so economic. Just a teaspoonful of Bromo Seltzer in a glass of water is all it takes to prepare refreshing headache health. And also? Bromo Seltzer doesn't do just one job. It does three. Three important jobs, and does them fast. Bromo Seltzer helps relieve your headache and also helps relieve your jittery nerves and your upset stomach. And as you know, upset stomach and jitters may go with a headache. So, friends, take this economical split-second effervescent next time a headache sneaks up on you. Caution, use only as directed. If headaches persist or recur, see your doctor. And remember, for effective economical relief... Fight headaches three ways! By the way, this month's Inner Sanctum mystery novel is Widowmaker by Michael Blankford. Now it's time to close the squeaking door until next week at this same time when Bromo Seltzer brings you another Inner Sanctum mystery directed by Hyman Brown. Next week. Now, some people can take their dreams or leave them, but John Lane is stuck with it because he dreams about a knife. A sharp knife. Then some other people get stuck with the same knife and the well-done mummy turns up in a limestone pit and another... But all this begins to sound like a nightmare. <laughs> That's as it should be. Because the name of next week's Inner Sanctum mystery is Nightmare. You'll be sure to listen, won't you? Until next Monday, then. Good night. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. I like the story for the most part. I felt the ending was a little anticlimactic, though. I'm not sure why the cop had to shoot John. I mean, he shot in a car with an innocent. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, though. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. 
and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we end the week with Groucho Marx and You Bet Your Life and join us next Thursday for a new episode of Inner Sanctum Mysteries. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.